Hi, I'm Monsignor Jim Losanti. You're listening to Personally Speaking. This week, my guest is Roma Downey. Now, we know her, of course, as an actress from Touched by an Angel, but she's also a producer of powerful spiritual films. Her most recent film is called Resurrection, about the life of the early church after the bodily and spiritual resurrection of Jesus Christ. Please stay with us. Monsignor Jim Lasanti, you are watching Personally Speaking. Our guest is the great actress and producer, Roma Downey. Roma Downey was a nominated actress and a producer of many films. Uh, she's going to join me in just a moment. For nine seasons, Roma played the angel Monica on the popular CBS television series, Touched by an Angel, earning her multiple Emmy and Golden Globe Best Actress nominations. Roma was herself born in Northern Ireland, in Derry, and classically trained in London. She is the president of Lightworkers Media, the joint venture owned by MGM and her husband, producer Mark Burnett. Under Lightworks Media, Roma and Mark produced the Bible series on the History Channel that was viewed by more than 100 million people in the United States alone and was nominated for three Emmy Awards. Roman Mark also produced the feature film, Son of God, which became one of the highest faith movie openings of all time when it debuted at the box office in 2014. Through Lightworkers Media, Roma and Mark have produced numerous television series, including The Dove Keepers for CBS and AD, The Bible Continues for NBC. Lightworkers is also producing the upcoming feature film on A Wig and a Prayer starring Dennis Quaid. Their current film is a new biblical epic about the resurrection of Jesus called Resurrection, airing on the Discovery Channel's new streaming service, Discovery Plus. Resurrection follows the immediate aftermath of Jesus' crucifixion and shows how Jesus' followers were hunted, leaderless, and desperately searching for understanding. Roma and her husband Mark want to share Resurrection's ultimate story of hope. She's here with us today to tell us more about that, as well as about her own life, her own faith, and the values that sustain her. Joining me now, I'm so pleased to welcome back to Personally Speaking, the Emmy-nominated actress and producer, Roma Downey. We are talking here with Roma Downey on uh, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, happy St. Patrick's Day, Roma. And uh, I should mention, this is also the week in which we celebrate one of the greatest fathers of all time, the Feast of St. Joseph. So before we get into this incredible movie, Resurrection, we wouldn't have a resurrection if we hadn't had those two great parents watching over Jesus. So I got to ask you, I'm inspired by St. Joseph, this amazing example of fatherhood. You had an incredible dad. Tell us why he was incredible. My dad was incredible, but you know what's incredible? Because you just mentioned St. Patrick and St. Joseph, and my father's name was Patrick Joseph Downey. How perfect, right? How about that? (laughs) He was named after both of them. Okay. Um, uh, My dad was just so lovely. He was my wee Irish dad. Yeah. You know, he, he passed away, unfortunately, when I was still in college, but he left me with one beautiful story. He took me out to the garden before the um, before I left for university in England, and he looked to the moon and he said, you know, wherever you go in the world, Roma, it'll be the same moon shining down in you. And he said, and wherever you are, I'm going to leave you a message at the moon. 
and he would just leave me and I love you, you know? And so wow. this is way before cell phones. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I was over in England, I'd look up at the night sky and I would uh, pick up his message. And after he passed, I was a bit nervous about looking to the moon. I thought, you know, my dad is gone and... The, but he's still leaving these messages when senior. Isn't that he's great? Still, I still get them in the moon. Yeah. And Roma mentions uh, a lot more about her life and her dad and her mom in uh, her own autobiography and talks, talks about the importance of butterflies. But I want to stop there for a second. Roma, you're 10 years old when mommy goes home to heaven. You're 20 years old when daddy goes home to heaven. Uh, speaking of resurrection, do you believe they are now still alive and do you talk to them? I absolutely do. Yeah. I absolutely do. I mean, when my mum passed, I, I don't know how I would have coped yeah. if I if I hadn't had my faith and if I hadn't believed. Because I mean, obviously, we were heartbroken to sure. have lost her and dad too. You know, and I I would have given anything to have had them when I was growing up. I mean, you're so fortunate to have your mum at a hundred years old. What a yeah. blessing for you. You she know. Sure is. Yeah. She um, sure is. But, but I, you know, I, the promise, you know, we've been promised that we will all be together again. And I believe that with all my heart. And, you know, I'm not looking to leave the earth anytime soon. But I know that when I do, it's, it's, it's the ending of, of this human life, but the beginning of my great soul's journey. And so, you know, we don't quite know what that's going to look like, but I just believe it's going to be. It's Heavenly. The best. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. Roma, Roma Downey has made a film now about resurrection. We'll talk about that. Roma, when I was in the seminary, I didn't agree with him, by the way, but one of our professors said, it doesn't matter if they found the body tomorrow because it wasn't a bodily resurrection. It was a spiritual resurrection. I happen to believe it was both spiritual and bodily resurrection of Christ. But uh, what about you? What, growing up, what was your image of resurrection that so fed your faith that you've now decided to make this incredible motion picture about Jesus' yes. resurrection. Well, you know, it's interesting that we're making the movie and that the movie's coming out this Easter too, I think, yeah. this particular time in the world that we're living in and all mm. the challenges that we've gone through this year. I mean, it's yes. I don't even think we'll be able to till we're finally through it, and we're not through it yeah. yet. We'll finally be able to unpack exactly how it has impacted right, right. each of us. And, and how we're different, because I'm sure that we all are different than we were a year ago. Mm -hmm. I think there have been lots of lessons learned. But for so many people, it has been a very, very hard year. Obviously, some people get sick and many, many, many people died. And the rest of us have just been living kind of isolated lives, like uh, yeah. cut off, you know, unable to see people that we love and care about. And so in a way, symbolically, you could say that our homes have become kind of tomb-like for each of us, and that we are each also longing for some sort of resurrection yeah. from the year that just was, you know, a resurrection in our lives, a reconnection to our families and loved ones getting back to schools, uh, businesses opening, a resurrection in our economy. So I feel that the timing of this is very pertinent. Um, uh, people are hungry for hope and they're hungry for connection and hungry to be reminded of that. Right. And there is a marvelous moment at the very end of the, our film, Resurrection, which I don't think is a spoiler alert. <laughs> I think everybody <laughs> knows the story. But at the very end of the film, we are reminded that what began with just really a handful of disciples mm -hmm. has now, you know, 
with the help of the Holy Spirit, yeah. become over two billion people today. Mm -hmm. You know, and I and there's something in that that's so touching to me, particularly at a time when we felt maybe so divided and and uh, cut off that the reminder that we actually are part of a a much larger body of people that we belong to each other and that um, you know when we can return to our lives that we can you know take care of each You're other right out of that small little kernel of, of the church has come this two billion uh people uh believers and people filled with faith roman let me ask you something i i years ago approached uh rex reed was a famous film critic and mm -hmm. i said to him i want to talk about religious films and have him on the show and he said i'll come on your show he said but i, I don't think there's anything to talk about because all religious films he said are by their very nature Boring and tedious, what can you say about them? Well, let me tell you, that's not true for the spiritual religious films that you have been part of. Now you're producing another one. And from the clips I've seen, Resurrection is not boring, not tedious, but it captures the imagination. What is it about you, Roma Downey, producer, as well as actress, that, that gives you the ability to say, I want a film that's not only faith-filled, but also interesting to watch? Well, I think it's it's critical in this day and age. I think uh, audiences are just too sophisticated, you yeah. know, and there's no excuse. I think just because you have a movie that has a faith message or a you know a God-centered message, that there's that that's an excuse for poor quality. It's not at all. And I think in the past we've all been asked to support movies that have been you know maybe not as good as they should have been just because they were about something meaningful mm -hmm. um but i think that our audiences are too sophisticated and the expectation for a movie to be good is is you know there's we we have attracted the the finest actors mm -hmm. the great writers uh, directors uh, designers and uh you know we have a Hans Zimmer Lauren Balfe score i mean this is epic stuff and you know nowadays we're able to bring in extraordinary special effects so for scenes for example when uh when when Jesus rises, when the heavens open and the angel comes down, I mean it's yeah. supernatural and it's magnificent and it's yes. exciting. When they when they find themselves in the upper room and he has promised that he will send the Holy Spirit, well, what's that going to look like? What's that mm. going to feel like? Well, we, again we see the heavens moving and and these you know extraordinary circles of fire coming in around them in the room it's you we cut to the people on the street looking up and you're thinking what's going on up there i want some of that yeah, what yeah, is right, that right. and when they finally come out of the upper room you know they're speaking languages they didn't even know how to speak before right. they're it's just they're just it's just pouring out of them they're on fire with god you know and that's like so exciting and we're able to do that nowadays you know we also knew that this movie was going to play out like a political thriller mm -hmm. because you have to remember at that time historically in Jerusalem it was like a triangle you had the Romans under the iron fist rule of Pontius Pilate a very oppressive rule these people were really put upon and um and then we had the temple authority and the mm. Sanhedrin and Caiaphas and, and they were so concerned that it was about to be Passover. And, you know, scripture tells us that they tried Jesus very quickly in the dark of night. Uh, they, they, they killed him. They killed him quickly to try to get it over and done with and quiet that Jesus problem. And, um, and, you know, and when they realized that Joseph of Arimathea has offered his tomb, and that there's the prophecy 
that they, you know, that he would be buried in a rich man's tomb. They think we know he's gonna. They're gonna come and try and steal Jesus' body and pretend that he's risen. So they get the Romans to put the Roman guard by the tomb. They put the seal on the on the stone that would take three or four men to move. Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine in the film, the faces of these Roman soldiers, <laughs> when that big angel comes down from the heavens, you know, and breaks him forth. And one of my favorite moments is we see the stone in front of the tomb. And then we see in the cracks of the stone, the light starts to glow behind the, the stone because Jesus has risen. And then the contrast that we see from these frightened and rather confused uh, disciples before contrasted now with their, you know, with their joy and their, uh, you know, because he said he would come back. He said he was the Messiah. He said he was the son of God. He is what he said he is. You know, Roma, let me ask you, one of the other parts of that story, of course, is you can't talk about uh, Jesus' resurrection without acknowledging that even believers like Thomas had their moments of doubt. Why do I mention yes. that? Uh, anyone listening to you, Roma Downey, says, wow, I wish I had her enthusiasm, her conviction, her excitement about her faith. But, you know, going back to what we said earlier, we're also dealing with someone who lost a mom at 10, a dad at 20, certainly has had challenges in life. Did Roma Downey always have this enthusiastic faith? Was it always easy for you to believe? Or did you have a time, like some people do, where you say, it's, it's too tough. I can't believe. I have my doubts. I'm not sure. What about your journey? Oh, yeah, I do. Of course I have doubts. I mean, I think everybody does, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I find that, um, that being quiet helps you know okay I, I think we live in such a noisy world yeah. we're bombarded with you know and now we're all on social media everybody's on their phone you know it's just a constant noisiness and you you can you, you can't hear you know you can't hear yourself you can't hear the yeah. small whisper of spirit inside you I have like simple recommendations which I do for myself and they're very effective I find if I can get outside into nature mm. even just to see the sky or a tree, or to feel the breeze, you know, and go outside and just be quiet. And it's like, be still and know that I am God. It's like, and it's in the stillness that I just, it's just like an, a knowing, you know, it's just a, mm -hmm. a knowing. Um, but yeah, many challenges along the way. But I think one of the, we actively set out in resurrection to show the humanity of the disciples because we knew that every, you know, that we wanted the audience to be able to identify and relate. They're very mm -hmm. relatable characters. I mean, in the Catholic Church, especially like Peter and John, and you know, we've we've lifted them up, and we've, we they're saints, and so somehow in our perception of them now, they're larger than life. Like yeah. it's easy to imagine they were just perfect people, but right. the truth is they were just just men and you know, men and women. Uh, like us, and and we have to imagine they would have had the full gamut of emotional experiences that we all have, and so I, I think it's very helpful to see that, so that you don't beat yourself up. You know, yeah, it's like, you know, not to beat yourself up. It's like, it's you know, I always think it's like the alarm clock. You know, sometimes the alarm clock goes off and you're awake. Some days you hit snooze, you know, and you go back. Right, right. You get ten more minutes, and it's a little bit like that spiritually you know like mm -hmm. there's days just when i really know 
you know, I just know, I believe and I know, and I'm full of spirit and um, and in the gratitude. Gratitude is another great tool, Monsignor, to get you there if you've forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, on the days that you've forgotten, it's like you just start your day with being grateful to God for all your blessings, you know, and if yeah. you start counting your blessings, it's like, and you start really focusing on what you have and not what you don't have. You know, it's when we focus on all the things that we don't have that you just create, you know, comparison is a thief of joy, isn't it? It's a thief. Roman, let me ask you for the listeners who are wondering now, hearing about the greatness of this film, wanting to know more, where is Resurrection going to be airing? And Yeah, it's and how going to be airing on a new platform called Discovery Plus. Okay. And we're very excited to have a partnership with Discovery Plus because, to be honest, they're, they, they are a platform that um, has a lot of content for mm-hmm. families. It's very family-friendly. And I thought if we were going to be going out there and asking audiences to come into a platform, we right. wanted it to be somewhere that was safe for you and your family yeah. to come right. in and that there would be other things that you would want to see on there as well. You know, like they have a really great documentary coming up about uh, Pope Francis And that'll be on Easter Saturday and Mm -hmm. our movie will be on all over Easter resurrection. So you would go to discoveryplus.com and you would uh, sign up. uh, You could get a a free pass, check it out and Mm -hmm. then hopefully subscribe. You know, it's, uh, uh, but you know, we, our original intention, we thought around Christmas, maybe we could put resurrection in the theaters because we made it to be seen on the big screen. It's a big sure. biblical epic costumes and armor and Roman soldiers. And, you know, it's big and it's beautiful. But uh, it became clear because of the pandemic that we weren't going to be able to do that. It's not mm-hmm. safe to be in theaters. Many theaters are not yet open. And rather than keep it till next Easter and put it in the theaters, we thought, no, the, the time is right now. People need this movie now, I think. And I think also it's just great maybe to start a family tradition where you can gather around the TV in the safety and comfort of your own home and watch the Easter story. You know, we've, we're Mm. a country that's gotten obsessed with Easter bunnies (laughs) and chickens and Easter eggs. Now don't get me wrong. I love a good Easter egg hunt (laughs) and I am very, very fond of chocolate, but you know, it's a little bit when the message of Easter gets lost in the holiday, you know, and, you know, and so here's a, a simple way to really share the story with your family. Sit yeah. down together and watch Resurrection on Discovery Plus, and hopefully, maybe afterwards over supper, talk about the film. You know, it's mm-hmm. a it's a good entry point for parents with kids just to talk about the story, talk about faith, talk about the role of of God in our lives. You and, know? and and you're right that the world right now is uh, because of pandemic so geared toward pandemic uh, watching on streaming series like Discovery Plus. Uh, In in a church like mine, my parish has 3,000 families, but during the pandemic, we've had six, seven, eight, 9,000 people at mass every single day because it's online. So I'm hoping that huge numbers come to see resurrection. Now, let's stop and talk about not just resurrection, but your whole, you and Mark, the amazing work you've done in giving glory to God through the films that you make. Here's my question. I call it the Derek Cheetah question. So Derek Cheetah's on our show, the great baseball player. And I say, every kid in America wants to be a great baseball hero, but you got to be one. Why of all the kids in the world who want to be baseball players with the fame and talent you have, why, Derek, would God give that to you? And he said, I don't know, but I'm not going to ask him. I don't want him to change his mind. In the same way, <laughs> you, 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 Roma, and, and Mark have had an opportunity to use the gifts, talents, abilities, and blessings you've received 
where you could have just turned inward and done it all for you, but instead you share with the whole world this amazing story of faith. Why do you think God picked you and Mark to do the, the work of spreading the good news? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard somebody say once that he, God doesn't always call the qualified but he qualifies the call, you know. I mean, listen, if you had if you if you rewound the videotape of my life yeah. and took me back into the 70s in my uh, Sisters of Mercy um, convent education, Sisters of No Mercy, um, and I was sitting there in, in uh, religion I ha- I class, for example. <laughs> I'm sure I'm the last person the nuns would have like it. Which girl in this class is going to make, you know, Bible, biblical dramas that uh, hundreds of millions of people will watch? You know, and and I was probably at the back staring out the window daydreaming about some boy. (laughs) It wouldn't have been me, you know. So I don't know. But I feel so privileged that I'm able to combine what I believe with what I do. You know, I mean, I loved for all those years on Touched by an Angel playing the angel to be the messenger, to give a message of God's love. Every week there is a God. He loves you. He wants to be part of your life. It was very simple. But but over 25 million people tuned in every week for that message to be reminded of that. And in essence, that same message is embedded in all the work I continue to do. Mm -hmm. There is a God. He loves you. And he wants to be part of your life. Roma, most weekends as a, a priest in a busy parish, I get to celebrate weddings. And I always ask the couples, I say, I don't want to have the last word when I talk. You tell me why of the billion people out there in the world, uh, why is this the one for you? Uh, at this point, with the great work you do in terms of media, but also in terms of what you do in your your personal journey, why is Mark the one for you? Uh, my, my Mark is so lovely. You know, he makes me, well, he makes me laugh. He makes my heart sing. He makes me laugh. Um, You know, he's just such a great husband, a great husband and a great partner. We work so well together. I mean, we always joke that the real miracle is that we're still speaking to each other. (laughs) You know, because most friends I know couldn't even hang wallpaper together, you know. And here we are making biblical dramas together. But, um, you know, we just, he's just... You know, he's just the one for me, and um, I'm so grateful that he came into my life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and of course, this year in lockdown, we've just been, you know, he's my pod, yeah. where uh, and our us and our dogs, you know, our kids come and go, right? And we've right. been able to meet with them safely in our garden. We're so fortunate mm-hmm. we live in Southern California, so we can be outside, you know, but um. We, uh, it's just been the two of us. Yeah. Now, it's a good now, thing. You're raising a good issue I want to ask you about. With Resurrection being such a visually powerful film, how did you pull that off in the midst of shutdowns and pandemics? Yes. Well, we, um, we already had the film uh, uh, in the can, as they ah, say. Okay. So what we were doing was, was, it was the editing. It was our editor. And our editor was working in the studio in London. And, uh, we uh, uh, were receiving the cuts, you know, through mm-hmm. the internet. I mean, technology is just amazing, isn't it? And so we were able to uh, finish up the film that way. And we're so pleased with how it came up. It's 90 minutes. It's a fast paced moving. It's exciting. It's compelling. Yeah. Lots and lots of drama, lots of hope, of course. And um, uh, yes, 
Thank you for your support. Thank you for letting everybody know. And and once again, how do they find out about this great film? They go to? They go to discoveryplus.com. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, and to, to type in Resurrection. Um, and uh, it starts on March 27th, so it'll be up in time for Holy Week. Okay. And then it'll play all through the Easter season and beyond. Okay. Roma Downey, I want to thank you so much for being with us and for our, our listeners and watchers around the country. Uh, she, she doesn't know how to produce something that's boring, and Resurrection is no exception. It's an exciting vision of the greatest event in humankind, the greatest example of human history. You know, Roma, we had on uh, that wonderful composer, Stephen Schwartz, who wrote Pippin and uh, Wicked and all those things. And I said, why then, as a secular Jew, would your first musical have been Godspell? You know, the story of Jesus. And he said, you don't even have to be Christian to know that the world would be a much better place if only we live by his teachings. And, and you try to bring that to bear by showing us his teachings in action. Uh, final question I promise, and it's this. Uh, when I was growing up, 60s, 70s, into early 80s, the films we watched that were religious, uh, they, they were nowhere near as exciting as this. Are you making sure that this film and your other films are getting into the hands of young people? Is there a way to do that? Yes. Well, I mean, that that's the intention here. That's why, you know, when the angel comes down from the heavens, he's a, you know, he could be in a Marvel film. Right, you right, know? right. I mean, these, are, these are great gritty characters. That's certainly part of it. It's like these are biblical films for the new generation. And, uh, you know, and we're hoping that young people, because, you know, I know myself, I'm a visual learner and I can read something. I kind of remember it, but if I've seen it, mm -hmm. you know, it's like everything I know I learned from the movies. So um, we really, really encourage uh, your listeners out there. And if they've got teenagers, you know, this is a great mm -hmm. way to just anchor the story. This is the cornerstone of our faith, this story. Right, right. You know, you could remove Christmas from the New Testament. You'd still have the New Testament. You remove Easter from the New Testament. And it's a whole other story. You know, so this is the most important miracle from the Bible. And um, and we brought it to life and um, mm -hmm. using the best of the best. So we hope you enjoy. We will. And thank you for the film. And Ramadan, as you go off and we leave you, um, tell us finally in the last two seconds, you are ageless woman. How is that so? <laughs> thank you so much i'm good if you could see all the lights i have here <laughs> whatever it um, takes I, but i drink a glass of celery juice every morning it's very good for you okay we'll do that too and yeah. resurrection thank yeah. you for the gift of your film and uh, and god bless roma downey and all the people she loves thank you bye -bye god now. bless bye-bye take god care bless roma. as we end today's program i thank you all for being with us ask you to write to me if you want to at personally speaking podcast at gmail.com to listen to our personally speaking podcast with some of our most recent shows please go onto youtube and search under personally speaking with monsignor jimosanti and don't forget to click like and subscribe personally speaking is also available as a podcast on personally speaking podcast.buzzsprout.com you can also listen to past episodes by going on www.closeencountertv.com and clicking on the radio button at the top of the page. Additionally, personally speaking, episodes are on my parish website, which is www.ollmp.org on the homepage. Personally speaking is also on Facebook at Personally Speaking with Monsignor Gimasanti. Thanks so much for being with us. We look forward to being with you again on Personally Speaking. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer of Personally Speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. 
Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.